0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Renee Edgar Condori, a microbiologist at CDC in Atlanta. We'll be discussing the detection of a rabies virus variant in two gray foxes in New Mexico. Welcome, Edgar.
1: Hi, Farah. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about To talk today about our study.
0: So, tell us about the rabies virus. How long has it been around and do we know its origins?
1: Uh, Sure. The rabies virus is part of the group of virus named RNA viruses because of the type of the nucleic acid. How long has it been around? Rabies actually is an ancient disease. Some historical records from the ancient Greek suggested that rabies may have been around. 2300 BC, because they use the word Lysa to describe the change of behavior in animals. Currently, uh, the rabies virus belongs to the Lysa virus genome. This genomes, genomes has in total 17 species and rabies virus is one of them. Regarding the origins of the rabies, it is still known, but we have two major group of rabies that was identified analyzing the rabies genome. You know, one group is related to a bat and the other is related to a doctor.
0: And how dangerous is it?
1: The rabies is a traumatic disease that is transmitted through the bite. Commonly, rabies is maintained in animals, but occasionally it can affect humans. The rabies disease actually is very dangerous. Once the symptoms are it's almost always incurable, but it's a preventable disease if vaccine is given on time. In the animal, the radius is present in the saliva. When an infected animal, bites another animal, it will inoculate the virus into the body. After that, the virus will travel through the nervous system to the brain. When the virus has reached the brain, the symptoms will appear. At this point, the disease is almost always water. This is why it's important for the people to seek medical care as
0: And how many people die from rabies infections annually, globally and in the U.S.?
1: Some studies have estimated that at least 59,000 human dies around the world every year. In the United States, uh, the human cases are very rare. We have only within, between one to three cases per year. But the impact of rabies goes far beyond the dead cost causes an estimated $10 billion in economic losses, primarily due to loss of life, the use of vaccine in persons exposed to rabies, and the vaccination of dogs, dogs that demand a lot of economic resources. In the U.S., the economic burden of rabies is over 500 million per year. While the deaths are low, every year over 100,000 animals are tested for rabies. More than 60,000 Americans get post-exposure to like this. and you can imagine that is a lot of investment.
0: And globally, where do most people get rabies from? What kind of
1: animal? This is a good question. Uh, from an estimated uh, 59,000 human cases annually, most of the human cases are related to a dog bite in Africa and In our continent. Most human cases are associated to bats and other wildlife rabies receivors. Since
0: rabies in dogs has pretty much been eliminated in the United States, where do people get it from here? Did you say mostly bats?
1: Yes, yeah, you're right. dog mediated rabies was formally eliminated in the United States in 2007. Currently, people get rabies from wildlife species, mainly bats. But we also have rabies in other species like raccoons, skunks. Foxes, and in Puerto Rico, we have rages in Mongolia. Uh, in our country, we have over 40 different bad species. And, you know, many people didn't uh, consider actually bats as a sort of rages. This lack of knowledge obviously increased increase the risk of being infected. Yes, I'm going to give you some examples. Uh, one person could be in contact with a sick bat. An oil person can catch a bat in their house. In both cases, if they release the bat, before the testing, they are in a high risk to be infected. You know, um, bats can cause also a scratch, a minor scratch, even if a serious threat. It's important to recognize if after a contact with a bat, if we have any mark or any bite, usually the bite of bat could be uh, it's not a visible mark. This is the reason it's important to seek medical advice. Also, we saw a more group of people that just refused to be vaccinated.
0: And how do vaccines work in relation to rabies?
1: Yeah, as I mentioned, rabies is a preventable disease if the vaccine is given on time. When a person is given, first, it's necessary to consider the point of inoculation. And the uh, incubation, the incubation time, or the, the incubation time refers to the time since the virus was introduced into, a, in the body until the first symptoms appear. The, in radio, the incubation period is usually between three weeks to three months in the majority of the cases. But in some cases, the incubation period can be shortened. For example, if a person is beating a head. In this situation, the point of inoculation is closer to the brain, and the symptoms can appear as fast as 14 days. How does our work? The vaccine isolation is an inactivated virus, virus, virus The current vaccine is safe, and to prepare the vaccine, the virus is cultivated in cells and inactivated. And before to be released to a market, the vaccine passes a strict control. The commercial vaccine, for example, needs to be approved by the FDA. And as any rabies vaccine, and as, on a, as another vaccine, the rabies vaccine helps the body immune system by producing antibodies against rabies virus. These antibodies will recognize the virus as a threat and will neutralize them in the body. I would like to mention that. Uh, People can be vaccinated before and after the exposure. The pre-exposure prophylaxis is recommended only for people that are potentially at risk to be exposed to a rabies as a result of their job or when they travel to rabies endemic regions. The typical dose dosage consists of three doses and booster when it's needed. But post-exposure. Post exposure prophylaxis consists of fibrosis, and usually it's given together with the rabies, immunoglobulin, when, for example, one person was bitten with a, is bitten by a dog or wild animal.
0: Is there any other treatment for someone who's gotten rabies besides uh, this uh, vaccine?
1: That's a good question. As I mentioned earlier, rabies are a highly lethal disease, but it's a preventable if the post-exposure prophylaxis is given on time. I would like to highlight this. Once the virus reaches the brain, the symptoms will show up. There is no effective treatment at this point. For people, if someone has been exposed to a it's better to go to a close scale care provider. They will assess your risk and will provide the best recommendations.
0: Your article says, in, and now I'm quoting, in the Western Hemisphere, bat-associated rabies viruses have established independent transmission cycles in multiple mammal hosts forming genetically distant lineages. What does that mean?
1: Yes. At the beginning, I mentioned that there is two rabies. In the Western Hemisphere, or the Americas, we have both groups. The dog-related is known as a cosmopolitan lineage and the bird is related is known as a new world lineage. The cosmopolitan lineage, uh, as you mentioned earlier, is already eliminated in the U.S., and a new world lineage was established in bird species tens of thousands of years ago, and over time has undergone hostess events. When a hostess event is successful, the virus is able to spread in a new species. The new world lineage has multiple reservoirs. And there are multiple data. The only way to determine the radius lineages in mammals is by using a molecular tool and a genetic analysis. And in our study, we conducted a phylogenetic analysis. And the phylogenetic analysis helped us to solve phylogenetic trees. And these trees help us to determine if the virus are closely related or not. For example, during the European colonization, dog rabies was introduced to America from the Caribbean. Over time, this dog's uh, image has jumped to other wildlife species like foxes, scones, and mongo. While dog rabies have been already eliminated in the U.S., currently, the relatives successfully established transmission cycles in foxes and scones in the continental U.S., and in Puerto Rico, we have rabies in mongo. How we can find if these species are related or not. We construct a phylogenetic tree, and in that tree, we can observe if these uh, viruses are each other related or not. And going back to a new world in as I mentioned, that group and many different bats, with a different but uh, variants in America. As I said, but variants is but we we call bad variant because this bad has a specific uh, variant and an specific an, an independent cycle of transmission. Similar to the cosmopolitan means the bad radius jumped to skunk and raccoons. For example, the skunk radius variant in the south western state divided from the bad and the raccoon radius variant that we have in the eastern state from Florida to Maine also divided from the <clears throat> but In 2019, the surveillance system of the United States detected over oh well, 1,300 rabbit bats. Around half of place, it was identified 23 different bats species. But we don't know the other half, how many, the other half of positive, we don't know which species are in this half because they didn't contain the bat identification. So, it's likely that many more ready bat species are collected every year and they are not indicated in our data because of lack of identification. In the United States of today, there are at least 17 different rabid variants that have been been identified. Each variant is adapted to a specific host and they form an independent cycle of transmission. Only, as I mentioned, only using the molecular tools and the genetic analysis we can accurately identify the reservoir several hosts. Your study is
0: about a rabies variant in bats in New Mexico. What are the usual hosts there? Bats again, as opposed to foxes or skunks or something?
1: Yeah, New Mexico has one of the lowest human populations in the United States. This is important because our rabies surveillance system is primarily part public health surveillance networks. This means that we test and sequence samples for animals that have beaten or exposed to people. If, very people. if there are very few people in the environment, it creates a gap in our system. And these gaps can be home to unique rabies areas. Also, New Mexico borders another country. All the states that border other countries have for us a unique interest because we don't always know which variants are circulating in neighboring countries? And the previous reports for the radio surveillance system in the United States have identified three different radio reservoirs that are not only present in New Mexico, but also in neighboring states. As you mentioned, SCOMs, for example, form an independent cycle of transmission, now as a pro-central SCOM. Foxes also form an independent cycle of transmission, but the variant detected in New Mexico is similar to those found in Arizona and is named Arizona gray fox variant. And finally, the bats forming their own cycle of transmission with at least seven different rabies variants. And as I mentioned, each variant is associated to a specific species. And recently, we found a new resistance variant in two gray foxes.
0: And, and where specifically was this new variant? found? I mean, I, I, I know in gray foxes, but like, how did you find it? In a cave or where were they?
1: The additional river was found in Lincoln County, in Mexico. This uh, county geographically is located in the central part of the state. Uh, so this county has the lowest human population density of so all counties in Mexico. The cases, both cases were uh, related to the exposure to humans One was in 2015, and the other was in 2019.
0: Is this variant actually a new one, do you think, or a previously undiscovered lineage?
1: Actually, this uh, variant was previously undiscovered, but it's genetically different to other bad-related variants. This novel variant uh, has likely been circulating in New Mexico, uh, probably for many years. And to understand more about this new one, we need to find more cases uh, for the conduct additional genetic analysis. Now, for example, in our study, the phylogenetic analysis shows that this new variant is most closely related to a silver haired bat. The silver haired bat are migratory bat also. It's known as a tree bat. Up today, we don't know which wild species the horse could be a bat for a fox, but most likely uh, it's a bad based on the genetic analysis. And it's also easier to imagine that virus would be harder to find in a bat population if you compare this population to a carnival population. Because, you know, bats, uh, some bats can migrate thousands of miles A season. Therefore, detecting this new variant in this Two great forces is most likely a result of a cross species species transmission.
0: Tell us about cross species transmission, how it works and how it's applicable to
1: rabies. The terminology cross species transmission is also called spillover, host jump, or interspecies transmission. The cross species event happens when an infection pathogen, such a virus, is spilled over a different species. Which is more a favorable
0: host. In order
1: for a cross-species transmission to happen, there should be a combination of different factors: ecological factors, uh, efficient contact between species, frequency of contact, and the density of the population. For example, a rabies variant that commonly circulates in raccoon can jump to foxes or from domestic animals. Another example is. Bad rabies variants can jump to other body species or terrestrial mammals. In our country, many cross-specialization events occur every year, and the only way to detect this event is by using genetic molecular code or unconducted genetic analysis.
0: You mentioned 2015 and 2019. Are those the time periods you looked at? And And tell us again why?
1: First, I would like to mention that this new variant uh, first was detected in 2016, as I said, in a gray fox in Lincoln County. The initial analysis showed that this strain was a bit different to others in New Mexico, but was closely related to the variant circulating in migratory tree We don't have more data about radius in New Mexico. We requested archive samples to the New Mexico Department of Health to determine if this new variant was previously tested but not determined the race variant. At the same time, the New Mexico implemented an active release The New Mexico Department of Health uh, provided us some positive samples that were collected between 2004 and 2015, and the release variant system in New Mexico. Continues to collect more samples and they sequence a partial nuclear protein gene of the samples that they collected within 2016 to 2019. In 2019, another gray fox in the same county, Lincoln County, was in contact with a person. We sequenced a 2019 gray fox sample from Lincoln County and was, and we found that was similar to a 2015. Strain that was in the same cone. We conducted a a genetic analysis using the partial and nucleotide gene. Uh, We looked for the public database, uh, basically in gene banks, for any sequence similar that can help us determine the reservoir cost of this new variant. Up to date, we didn't find any identical spraying, you we know, don't have any identical sequence, a reason why we conclude that this is a new release variant. Why did you do this study? It's a good question. As I mentioned, radius is a phonetic disease and circulates mainly in animals. For this new variant, we didn't know much about it. Determining the receptor uh, for us is very important because the fluvial system uses this information to implement an anesthesia control in cases if in the future can uh, we can have an any outbreak we also didn't know much about the epidemiological implications that may arise if some similar strains are detected in other species it could be domestic or white and um, genetically we want to identify which species is the potential reservoir host and the relationship with other risk variants and the risk that these variants may represent to public health. Now, our study provides an additional data that increase the number of rabies variants that are already identified in the United States. Is there anything else you want to tell us about your study? This study is really important because it's the first time. This is the first time that we are identified identified a new rabies variant in New Mexico. And it's the first newly described variant in the U.S. since 2008. In New Mexico, for example, during, during 2000 and 2020, at least 275 rabies cases were detected by the surveillance system. The majority of these samples were from wild animals. 14 from this and 14 additional, uh, samples were from domestic animals. In Mexico, uh, it's well known that Arizona gray fox variant, uh, and, uh, central skunk variant is often detected in wild, uh, animal species. But there is uh, limited information about the genetic diversity of rabies across the state and its distribution of variants, particularly in bats. And as I mentioned, in 2015 and 2019, we had two people exposed to rabies, to a really grade fox. And that time, both people received uh, the post-exposure prophylaxis on time. As I mentioned, uh, the gray foxes involved in both cases were identified as a new variant.
0: Were there any other findings you want to mention here?
1: Yeah. Besides a new variant, uh, when we sequence samples from New Mexico, we also find other spillover events from bats to terrestrial mammals. Example, you know, it's a radius virus that commonly commonly found in big grown we detected this variant in a gray fox on a scone. Another important finding was detecting a rabies variant in a big, tile bat that jumped to a dog and a skunk. And this variant is uh, closer to a rabies variant detected in the field. But we found only in the database a partial sequence that helped us to determine that already this variant was circulating in the U.S. Also, we found a rabid bobcat that was infected with the Arizona gray fox variant home uh, foxes that were infected with the South Central Mexico variant. Uh, with all this information, you can see now our data that foxes in New Mexico were infected with different rabies variant.
0: What surveillance systems, you mentioned surveillance earlier, what surveillance systems are in place to track rabies in the United States?
1: In the United States, the rabies surveillance system is established in every state. The system collects samples for radius testing and they take the samples in each state and conduct the an antigenic characterization. The antigenic characterization is useful to identify the radius variants, but has limitations to identify new radius because the new, the new variants are antigenically different. Across the country, only fewer few states have implemented the genetic characterization of radius. The genetic characterization actually helps to track the rabies level and determine which variants are often detected and where those are detected. For example, if we, if there is an object, we can identify the source. Of also. If in recent years we identify rabies in imported dogs from different countries, and that's a reason I mentioned it. The phylogenetic analysis is, is one tool that we can use to identify or track the ratings in the United States.
0: And are there gaps in the system? What are these gaps?
1: Yeah. As I mentioned, every year we have thousands of uh, ratings cases detected across the country. For example, yes, in 2019, more than 25,000 bats were tested for ratings. From that amount, at least 5.5% tested positive. All of those positive cases did not have a bad identification. We are missing a lot of information here because of the lack of bad identification. The vast majority of areas that contain bad identification came from a big brown bat and a Mexican fetal bat. And if I, if I want to highlight again, in the country we have more than 40 species of bats. Some of them were never tested or they were tested a few times. Uh, to fill this gap, we should improve the battery education and the genetic characterization. If we do that, we can find probably new radius um, And the other part is we should invest more in our state health departments to improve our knowledge, our radius in the United States. And the other challenge of the probation system is sequencing the positive samples at the state level. Some states uh, have the capacity to sequence the samples, but other states that other states don't have the same capability. This is the reason why it's important to invest at the state level. And finally, uh, in the last three years, our branch at CT have been working to implement the risk testing using the real-time RTPCM. This method was Recently developed um, develop, and many states are currently implementing. One advantage of this technique is we can sequence the product of this technique and determine the radiation of very quickly.
0: Do you have any recommendations personally uh, in your article on how these gaps might be filled?
1: Yes. So, from a thousand samples that is collected across the country every year, as I mentioned, mainly in BAS, many of them doesn't have the bad identification and the raised variant identity and the raised variant characterization. If we implement mechanisms, mechanism different mechanisms to improve the bad identification, we will reinforce our civilian system. I think that could be yeah. our our
0: Recapping here, what are the most important public health implications
1: of your study? Yes, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, in the United States, we have two arrayed variants that successfully uh, jumped from bats and established in terrestrial mammals, the raccoon arrayed variant and central scone variant. In our study, we are reporting a new arrayed variant that is closely related to a area to the in bats, but we don't know which species are hot, the hot. If we continue finding more rabies viruses similar to this new variant, not only in foxes, but also in other species, this may represent an additional public health concern. In the coming years, if we keep finding more cases in foxes, we can be in front of a new host system from back to foxes. The host system in the United States actually hasn't happened in a long time.
0: Let's go back to vaccines for a minute here. In the United States, rabies in dogs are under control, as you mentioned. And I know there's some programs that vaccinate raccoons for rabies. Is there a practical way to vaccinate bats?
1: You're right. Uh, in the United States, the order vaccination is used to control rabies and raccoons. This method of vaccination remains effective because the raccoon rabies variant has been contained in the eastern state of the country. Implementing the vaccination of uh, for bats against rabies may be very difficult. It's not like the terrestrial animal that they will eat the vaccine. but usually feed on insects, fruits, or other small animals. And one way to vaccinate bats may be using a topical vaccine. This consists of a vaccine in gel form or paste and put directly on a bat. The bats will ingest the vaccine when they are grooming themselves. But this approach is extremely challenging because the vaccine needs, needs to be faithful to bats. And it could be logistically challenging to apply a topical vaccine to enough not bad to actually impact the transmission uh, rate of rabies. And I think the main way to prevent bad rabies in people is probably education on avoiding direct contact with bats and what to do when the exports are about cause.
0: Why aren't people vaccinated for rabies generally, like tetanus shots? Is there a time when someone should be vaccinated even if they haven't been exposed to rabies?
1: Yes, there are many studies that have been conducted to determine the cause and benefit of vaccination against rabies in an entire population. No. While rabies is a horrific disease, by general human population does not warrant yet the pre exposure vaccination. There are recommendations for pre exposure vaccination in populations with certain risk factors, such as person working with diagnosis laboratories, person working with uh wildlife, uh, and those traveling international destinations where radius transmission. Is common, uh, to say when so someone should be vaccinated. Uh, uh-huh. the, the approach of super syntax, as I mentioned, is currently recommended for people at high risk of being infected with rabies, like veterinarian, animal hunters, uh, rabies, laboratory workers, people that are constantly exploring caves and people that work producing machines. All these people, despite they are vaccinated, if there is a exposure to the virus, they still need a booster Other recommendation is for people traveling to rabies and areas. They should consider being vaccinated and raised before they have been exposed to For example, if people are traveling, traveling to any country of Asia and Africa, may consider the reduction. If a rabid dog beat them, they will already be protected, but they still need a Another example could be uh, people traveling to the Amazon, and um, if they in open areas, they are exposed to the victim by the vampire bat. In Latin America, the vampire bat are the main source of reuse.
0: Tell us about your job at CDC and how you're involved in this study.
1: Uh, well, I am a microbiologist and a contractor, contractor at CDC. Um, I started working at CDC since 2011 in the box and rabies branch. I usually conduct a phylogenetic analysis of rabies cases, of rabies cases but also I collaborated with colleagues in the Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, and Peru. Uh, in this study, I analyzed all the samples that New Mexico and us, uh, conducted a phylogenetic analysis of all the samples sequences that we
0: And on a personal note, what do you like to do in your free time?
1: Well, as many of us, I have uh, two dogs. I try to spend some time with them, because they like to run it. And in the uh, summer so time, uh, I like to go camping with my family, stay close to a lake.
0: Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today, Edgar.
1: Uh, thank you
0: And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the June 2022 article, Divergent rabies virus variant of probable bat origin in two gray foxes. New Mexico, USA. Online at cdc.gov EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.